Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. So please open your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as we get started with this teaching. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. If someone has the page number, please throw it out there. Unless you have your own Bible, don't throw it out there. 1038. Wow. 1038. Did you bring your own Bible? Oh, that's one of the, okay, good. Just thought you had your own Bible. Cool. 1038, if you have that Bible. And uh, I'm going to pray and we're going to start, okay? And you know what? Um, Connor, can you close that door for me too? My ADHD is going to flare up if someone comes and peeks in here. Can't have that. All right, good. Let's pray. Let's start. God, I love you, Lord. I thank you for these students. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. God, let it not even be uh, my words that do anything here. Let it be your words, Father God, and we know that your word will not return void. So let it cut to our heart. Let us challenge us, uh, challenge us and encourage us and help us, Lord, because you are the helper. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, is anyone here familiar with the GPS program, the gifted uh, student program? Oh, oh no, G- GSP. <laughs> I wasn't in it. You know why now, right? The GSP program, uh, uh, the gifted student program. Who's in that? All right. Some of you guys are like, I'm in it. I don't know if I'm proud of it or not, right? So uh, my parents were GSP teachers, and um, uh, once a week, the special kids would get pulled out of their classroom, and they'd go and have, like, a special time of teaching and education and training uh, with the other gifted students. Now, you can read me on the screen. Uh, Florida defines gifted students as students who have superior intellectual development and are capable of high performance. Is this still a thing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're like, I'm in it. Don't tell anybody, but I won't say who you are. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, tonight I'm teaching you guys about spiritual gifts and giftings. And I think, to be honest with you, I would see, because I was a homeschooler, and I would see my parents lead these kids, and we would have to walk past these extremely intimidating kids. They had a name for them as well, but either way, I was scared of these kids. These were like kids, ultimately, that were in detention. I'd have to walk by them, and then all the gifted kids would get kind of judged and bullied or even made fun of for being gifted, right? And tonight, I'm going to teach you and tell you guys, here's the deal. We are all gifted by God. We are all called by God. And you know what? I think sometimes, and if you're gifted, don't apologize for that. And sometimes we feel like we have to have an apology for that or something like that. We feel guilty or if we feel like just out of place or something like that. But the truth is, is this, is it's without apology. I'm here to tell you to be bold, be confident, and be encouraged just so I can let you know that you are gifted. You see, As we know in the word of God, Jesus called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. We are gifted, and he wants you, everyone point at yourself like this, he wants you to use your gift to redeem others. Now, everyone say, it's a long word, so listen, there's something inside these jars of clay. Go. There's something inside. Nathan, you didn't say the whole thing, but whatever. Whatever, all right, get this, right? Paul would say that there's something inside these jars of clay. And the church at Corinth, they're like, I know what that means. Because this was a common vessel, a common basin to hold water. It was uh, not very valuable. It wasn't very unique. 
and, and, and it was very delicate. It was very fragile. It could break easily, but even if you did, it wasn't a big deal because it wasn't expensive in the first place. Paul would be comparing you and I to these jars of clay. And he'd say in other parts of the scripture that our bodies, he compared them to tents. And along the hardships and ways of life, these, these tents, when they undergo the weather, they get torn and ripped and they get damaged as we get older and as we age because this world is not our home. Paul would also say that, man, I have this flesh inside of me and it wages war against my soul. But in spite of our bodies being jars of clay, and in spite of our bodies being like tents, in spite of us having this flesh that is an enemy to my soul at times, we still have something unique, powerful, and special inside of us. The Spirit himself, when Jesus Christ becomes your Lord and Savior, he stops only going from being next to you, but he comes to reside inside of you. And I think sometimes we can maybe judge ourselves or hate ourselves for what's on the outside or feel insecure about those things. But the way of Jesus and the truth about him is that because of Jesus Christ, because of the Holy Spirit, because we're all called, loved, and gifted, and we all have a purpose, we all value, are valuable, and we all matter, there's something special inside of us. It says, you, re, you can read me in 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. In the original language, he'd kind of be pointing out, this is something you can't miss. What I'm talking to you guys about tonight with spiritual gifts, with the direction value. I want every single one of you guys to know you're called, you're loved, and you're valuable. And you all have a direction for your life. You all have a purpose for your life. And I don't want just you to know that direction for your life. I just don't want you to know that you're gifted. I want you to know that gift and use that gift before you even graduate. Because Paul is saying, don't misunderstand this. Don't be ignorant towards this. But the problem is this, today in the American church and maybe across the globe, we are ignorant towards this. I think that so many of us, we have salvation, we're saved, we recognize Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we repent of our sins, and we turn over to follow him, but we never discover how we're gifted, we never discover how we're uniquely and wonderfully made, and we never use our gift for what God gave it to us for. Does anyone here like baseball? Who doesn't like baseball? Majority. Man, baseball, they call it America's pastime because we don't like knowing, like it, it was in the past that people used to like it, I think, right? I still like baseball for one thing, all right? So if you're into baseball, I'm with you, right? But how many baseball players are on the field at a time? Well done. Well done, Matthew. Good, good. Good job, buddy. There are nine players on the field. About how, about how, how many would you guess in the average American baseball stadium in Major League Baseball? I think about 50,000. I think that's a really good guess, Caleb. Yeah, absolutely. I think 50,000. I think in some ways, the church is like that. You have nine people doing the work of the ministry, and then you have about 50,000 other people watching. Okay? We're going to be talking about this tonight in groups. Groups are going to be a little bit different. We're all staying in here tonight, and then uh, your group leaders are going to pick two of you guys to come up and share from your group, right? Where we, I know you guys are like, why? Please, God, no. Listen, we're not going to make you do it. You have to be willing and want to do it, okay? But I think that's really how the church is and how the church is operating. You have the pastor, some staff, and some volunteers while everyone else simply watches. I don't want that to be true of a bridge student. And if a lot of that is happening, maybe it's not even the congregant's fault. Maybe it's the leadership's fault, but we have to get this right. Let's jump down to verse four. It says, 
Paul writes, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. See, immediately, Paul is aware of the human condition, the flesh inside of us. Our flesh, we are tempted to compare. We are tempted to compare. We discover, we learn tonight in verse 4, I have a spiritual gift. And then we begin to ask these questions. Okay, so there's different gifts. And how does my gift compare to others? But he, in verse 4, shuts that down right away. Why does Paul do that? Because Satan wants to do anything he can to divide us and keep us from our gift. Why? Why does Satan want us to compare our gift to someone else's gift? And, I'm gonna, I'm, and there are very clear spiritual gifts. But here's the thing. Even people who are unsaved are very clearly designed by God, created by God, and doing incredible things, right? I'm not just talking about church thing. We look at these incredible people across the world that we look up to, finding out incredible cures, making incredible discoveries, just simply being an amazing helper and servant. These are all people that are ultimately loved by God, that God wants to use to further his kingdom. I'm talking about gifted people in general here. And in that, comparison is shut down by Paul here in this text because comparison does one of two things. It'll either A, take away your joy because you look at what you don't have, or B, it'll steal someone else's joy because you just compared yourself to someone else and now you think you're better than they are. So comparison is evil and uniquely wicked. It, it could steal your joy or it's gonna take someone else's joy. That's why Paul wants to handle this quickly. And beyond that, comparison, instead of thinking, how can I use this gift to help other people that we learned about in verse four, we begin to take our eyes off that mission and keep our eyes on ourselves. This is why we have to get this right. So how do we not do this? You can read with me on the screen. The spirit gave us the gift. So we should bring the giver glory and not ourselves. Who is the source that you just read? Look at your Bibles. Who did it say that we just read is the source of this gift? The Spirit, thank you. The Spirit is the source of this gift. We ought to worship God, right? What's like the best, like what is, you probably can't think of the best right away. What's a really cool gift you guys got for Christmas or your birthday one year? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Really? Were you so stoked? Graham, I had to tell you, I know that Caleb actually wrote that autograph himself, right? Oh, no, okay, I'm messing with you, right? Okay, Calvin Johnson, right? Who's he play for now? Okay, radical receiver, though, right? Okay, yeah, cool, great gift, very cool. I would have loved that gift, too, okay? Uh, someone else, what was a really cool, yeah, yeah. That's kind of rad. I did not even know they had that. Are you a Lego guy? Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Okay, cool. What's another? Like, I remember when I got a Nintendo 64 for Christmas. This would have been in the 90s, right? I was like, game over. There's not a better human on the planet right now than me. I'm going to destroy everybody in Mario Kart. It's a done deal. Yeah, Noah. Really? Dude, you got that smartphone. Now, now it's like, do you still have it? It's like in a museum now, right? Okay. Do you, you ever think about going back to it? Okay, all right, not going back to it. All right, all right, cool. Yeah, absolutely, right? We think of these gifts that we were stoked about, right? Yeah, Nathan, you got one? Okay. Y'all have to show me sometime. 
I don't know. All right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So here's the deal, right? Let's say Graham's friend got him this Calvin Johnson autograph, right? Noah got a smartphone when he never had a smartphone before. All the kids had one. Noah finally gets one, right? Man, Nathan gets really stoked off calendars, right? Okay, right? Whatever it is. Or some of us get fired up off Manchester United Lego sets, right? Very cool, all right? But here's the deal. Imagine getting that gift and be like, I, I got this. This was because of me. I'm awesome, right? Imagine our attitude towards that. But we can be like that with the things that the Father has given us. We can celebrate ourselves. We can take pride in ourselves. Instead of actually doing what we're supposed to do, we ought to give the giver of gifts glory and not take that glory for ourselves. Then beyond that, we read, you can look at this with me in 1 Corinthians. Paul reiterates it, the same idea again. Who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? I mean, people, you and I were very capable of treating the gifts that God gave us, right? You guys talked about those good gifts. Man, that doesn't make you awesome, right? That encouraged you, that blessed you. You felt loved by that, but really it ought to show gratitude and love for the giver itself. Beyond that, you can go back to that last slide if you don't mind for me again. We have these different gifts, but in verse 5, we see in spite of the different gifts, we are on the same team, right? Some really good advice, right? I'm going to detour for a second. Don't make your marriage a competition. One of the truths about love, as we would learn in the next chapter if we kept going, is that love does not keep records, Right? So I could begin very quickly with Brianna to think, well, I did this for you and I did this for you and I lay down my life here and, and I bless you here and I'm getting nothing in return. And we begin to compare and say, this is what you're doing for me or this is what you're not doing for me and this is what I'm doing for you. And in that, we can have maybe a pretty poor marriage if we begin to compare against each other and saying, who's doing what? But you and I, even with our gifts and even with the body of Christ, don't make it a competition just like marriage shouldn't be a competition Yes, we have different gifts, but remember, we're on the same team, right? That's why our gift is here, we learn about in verse 5. But then beyond that, the gift was given to help, not to hoard. The original language kind of explains, says, with your gift, be helpful. Use it to be profitable to other people. If you're good at customer service, what question will they ask you? Or excuse me, if a person's wanting to be good at customer service, what should that person ask? How may I, how may I help you, right? That's a common customer, what is it? How may I serve you today? Yeah, well done. Okay, cool. How can I help you? You and I, because of what the Holy Spirit has done for us, done through us, because of who we are in Christ, we can ask with authority, how can I help you? Why? Because you actually can help. You actually have the answer to life and purpose are meeting. So I want you to use your gift to actually help people and profit others. Don't hoard it. Don't keep it to yourself. Be generous with your gift. Check out this fire next picture of me in like three years, okay? There I am. All right, there's many pictures of, you know what that is? What, what is that right there? It's hoarding. <laughs> Be quiet, I'm gonna come beat you up. All right, cool. So I picked this guy, Aval, because like, look at that pose. He's like rocking a knee and got the cat going on. It's like, okay, this guy's kind of awesome. And his style is not bad either, right? You know, he's got the flannel going on, the back of his checker hat. Those could be Yeezys on his feet. We don't know. They're covered up by all of his stuff right now, okay? But hoarders ultimately, like, have you guys ever seen that show about hoarding? It's ultimately gross, okay? So I give you this visual to help you guys understand, like, I can be like that with, with like, 
stuff God's given me. If we don't distribute it, man, I love Francis Chan. He says it like this, right? Christians are kind of like manure, right? If, you, if they're all clumped together and they all stick together, they stink real bad. But if you spread us out, we might fertilize and, and grow a lot of really cool things, right? It's the same is true with us in the body of Christ with our gifts. If we're not using it, if we're not going out into the community, out in the world, to tell people about how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, then you and I, we're ultimately going to be kind of like these gross, poopy people, right? As Francis Chan would say, right? So get that verse off the screen. That's going to distract me if we keep it up. Let's look down at verse 11. It is the one and only Holy Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body, verse 12, this is the classic. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. So here's the deal. Verse 11, I see we don't choose our gift. We are born with it. See, and I want you guys to trust this, is that the sovereign king, he knows best, he uniquely, and he wonderfully made you with a plan and a purpose. Look at Psalm 139 on the, the screen. For you formed me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Guys, I think that so many of us, we're sad, we're fearful, we're down, we're depressed, we're confused, and we're asking, what on earth am I here for, and what is the purpose of life. Man, there are many ways. Are you guys cool? Are you guys cool? You good? There are many ways that Satan is confusing people. And as you guys know, one of those huge ways is with gender and sexuality, right? There's great confusion with these topics. And Satan is working and winning in this for many reasons. But I think part of the problem is you and I are failing to use our gift to go out and tell people, yeah, guess what? You are unique. You are different. And you are special. There is this, this thing inside of us, this drive and this discontentment. And we're not going to be satisfied until we find God. But people are attempting to find uh, satisfaction and contentment in other things that do not satisfy. See, God has already gifted us. And unless we use our gift to help other people, we in confusion are going to seek out other things to find satisfaction that will not satisfy. Yes, of course, gender and sexuality, but what about career? What about even my grades? Man, we find our identity in so many other things that aren't going to bring us satisfaction. I, we, I want us to know and want people to know is, A, you're loved. You can read with me on the screen. We know that because of the cross. And get this, people need to know, you can change and your past does not define you. With repentance, we have the ability and say, I'm gonna turn from my sins, I'm gonna turn from my way, I'm gonna go the Jesus way, and I'm gonna be the new creation he's called me to be. And beyond that, we are called with a gift and a purpose. And we're going through decision value, disciple value, the discipline and devotion value. And tonight we're in this direction value because you have a direction for your life. You have a spiritual gift. You are an ambassador and you're told to go and make disciples. So students, that is your mission. The son of man, what does it say in the word of God? The son of man came to do what? Thank you. Yes, Michael. The son of man came to seek and save the lost. Who did, he started that mission but who did he leave students to complete it? And then who? Us, that's right, exactly, right? He left you and I to complete that mission. Henry Blackaby says it like this, God is moving. Or how C.S. Lewis says it, he compares God to Aslan, the lion. He says, Aslan's on the move. God is on the move. Our job is to recognize how he is moving, and then we simply get on board with it. 
in parenting, they say an eight out of 10 parent is this, is that if I'm present at the games and I'm there for good conversations and I'm at the dinner table, right? Really good things. Not of all of us receive that, but all of us ultimately desire that. And that's the way God did plant for this, that our parents would be there for us, right? And I've been uh, interviewing many dads on fatherhood, talking to dads who have been dads a long time. And many of these dads I've spoken to, they say this interesting thing. I know my dad loved me and I know he supported me, but here's what they all say. I've interviewed like 10 different dads already. They all say, I don't feel like my dad really knew me. And you're called and you're designed to be known. And it says in the word of God that your father, before you were even formed in the womb, he knew you and he knows you. You and I, we are loved, we are called, we have a plan, we have a purpose, and the Holy Spirit is as close as our breath, but beyond that, we are gifted. So over the next few weeks, I have a cool plan with you guys, and one of those plans are is to do this shape profile you. It's this really cool expanded uh, spiritual gifts test, and as you guys remember, last year, it was my goal to do this with every single one of you guys, just one-on-one, right? And I got to like 15 of you guys, but man, we have so much more work to do. But why did I only accomplish that with 15 of you guys? Is because I was attempting to do it all myself. But next week, me doing things with the body of Christ together, we're gonna get in our groups together. We're not even gonna have a teaching time. We're gonna spend our time together with your group, building that shape profile, discovering how we are gifted. And then the following Wednesday night, I think that should be, is it the 21st? Is that right? I don't know if that's, anyways, whatever the Wednesday night is, is we are going to have a Holy Spirit night and we're gonna be baptized in the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit. And then thirdly, here's a very fun thing, right? And this could be a super Jackson thing. And you guys are like, that's Jackson up to his uh, crazy old ways again. I don't know, right? But we're gonna have a picture night, right? So you're gonna get in a, we're uh, bringing a couple photographers in, right? And um, my friend Will in uh, graphics, he actually made me a customized baseball card to put your picture in there. So like we're gonna have these like bridge youth baseball cards, right? And on the back, it's gonna have like how you're spiritually gifted, all right? So on this night, these photographers are gonna come out. They're gonna take pictures of you guys and we're gonna like create it and upload your picture to that card and you have your own baseball card uh, with your, your like gifts on the back, right? And then we're gonna eat pizza. Can I get an amen somebody, right? Okay, cool. So here's the deal, here's the deal, right? Uh, Matt, can I use you for example for a second? Okay, so... You love drumming, right? So what I would suggest you to do for your picture is come in with your drumsticks. If you want to dress like some extravagant drummer, you can. Or you can just be normal Matt with your drumsticks, whatever, right? Caleb, if you like want to wear your basketball jersey, you can, right? Or you don't have to. You can come as yourselves. Or B, what we're going to talk about in groups tonight as our last question is like you guys want to like theme your whole group because we're going to do a group picture and then we're going to do the individual pictures as well. Is this weird? Okay, are you into it? Yeah. All right, good. All right, it's, it can be weird, but as long as you're with me, I'm cool with it, right? I promise you it's going to be cool. I'll show you a sample. I think the samples look really on fire after that. Um, so let's do some tribe nights right now, okay? So here's the deal. What, what is tribe night? Uh, I'm, I'm down so many leaders tonight. So here's how we're going to do groups tonight. If your group leader is here, um, I want everyone to stay in here with your group leader. So, so, so leaders, you, you guys find a spot of the room spread out somewhere, but everyone, guys and girls, we're all staying in here tonight. I want you to get in your groups. And uh, if you guys could show that last slide, those four questions for me on the screen, right? So here's the deal. You're going to talk about the questions as normal, right? And uh, the, your leader, with your consent, is going to pick one to two of you guys to come up and share whatever question came up that was like the best question. 
okay? So um, leaders spread out, students stand up, and let's get into groups and be ready to share. I'm gonna bring you guys up on stage. You are dismissed to your groups. Everyone's staying in here tonight. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.